This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. ಕರಂಜಪುರಿ From there, he again sets out on his itinerary. At Vasar Brahmeshwar, Gurunath cures the chronic stomach ulcer of a Brahmin who was about to kill himself, being unable to bear the excruciating pain of the ulcer. Namdarak said to Siddha Yogi that listening to the Guru's life story, he felt that it was like drinking nectar. He pleaded with Siddha not to stop the narration but to continue with it. He said he was particularly eager to know any incident relating to Sri Narasimha Saraswati during his stay at the Holy Prayaga and where he went and where he went thereafter. Siddha then continued his narration. See this is a very important lesson for you for for all of us to understand. that how do you recognize the divine guru the real master see the charitra like yesterday i explained guru charitra charitra means the nature of this real master the qualities the attributes how do you recognize especially for those who don't have a guru i'm talking about a real master how do you seek a guru when does the guru come you know finds you it's not you finding the guru yes you have to seek the guru because without the guru you cannot realize god so that is very well understood and it is well established in guru charitra the second important aspect is you have to continuously seek the grace of the god so that the guru can find you that is the most important thing and the third most important thing is how do you recognize this guru when he finds you see the problem with the human beings we human beings like us are you know what happens to us when the real master appears we don't recognize him we have our own doubts we try to judge him why because we do not understand how the real master looks or appears or what he does because we have given into the belief system of how the world has portrayed a guru to be in fact shri narsimha saraswati he is a sanyasi so yes in the form of a sanyasi people will accept because he is already drawn he is wearing the you know he has a garb of wearing an ochre clothes or whatever that he was wearing but he was a sanyasi now similarly if you were to today datatre were to come and stand in front of you would you be able to recognize first you need to understand how does the guru appear in fact datatre is a very young boy he is not the way you think or he, you know you have an image of him uh, you know he has a three head he you know with four hands and then you know he has those uh, you know three four dogs and a cow of course they are his representations definitely but the, when the lord himself has to appear he is not going to come in that form so you need to understand how to recognize this divine master when he appears 
That is why I keep telling you all that please don't go by what is portrayed in this world. That is only to, you know, make, it's a make-belief. That is not what it is. And that is what is being explained in this Guru Charitra. How do you be, you know, a Guru Bhakt? For those who have the real master with you, how do you become an ardent devotee of the Guru and the Lord? And for those who are on the path of seeking, how do you seek? And when you get that grace and the, when the Guru appears in front of you, how to recognize him and, you know, go ahead on the path. See, it's very easy for people to go off astray. You know why? Because we already have a preconceived notions. Our mind has created certain images and it, it's going to accept or not accept. So it's, it's already formed a judgment. Oh, this is how the Guru has to look or this is how the Lord has to look. If it doesn't, you know, confirm to its imagination or the image it has created, then it will reject. So what happens? You are the loser. So don't go by the preconceived notions of your mind. And here, please understand how to recognize the master, how to seek the guru. And for those who have a guru, please understand how to attain the guru bhakti, how to respect the guru, how to follow his command and how to do seva. Seva means service unto the lotus feet of your guru. So these are the aspects of guru charitra. I hope you got a gist of why we are doing what we are doing and most important, what is that you need to take from this. Okay, so now we'll begin the story. Many more disciples flocked to Narsimha Saraswati at Prayaga. Some of them were Bala Saraswati, Krishna Saraswati, Upendra Saraswati, Madhav Saraswati, Sadanan Saraswati, Dhyana Jyoti Saraswati and also Siddha himself. He was day in and day out engaged in giving spiritual discourses and upadesha to people and drawing them and guiding them on the spiritual path. Just as during infancy, he changed a piece of iron into a block of gold. Now he was transforming men of clay into spiritual gems. Absolutely. This is exactly what the real master does. He puts you on the path of real spirituality, the real spirituality. It's not... Uh, you know, saying, okay, we are spiritual, but we are following everything that is other than spiritual. That is not what the real guru will teach you. He's actually giving you an understanding of what real spirituality means. And please remember, most important, when the real master teaches you, you will have the experience of those lessons. You will not get this experience when a fake guru or somebody else who is just a material worldly human being who are very, you know, ritualistic or following a religion, when they preach, there's no experience that will come to you. They are just talking from a bookish knowledge or whatever that they believe in. That doesn't matter to us. But when the real guru gives you that lesson, Please remember, one of the things that you will undergo is you will get that direct experience of what that lesson meant. This is how, you know, you will be able to understand that this is a real Guru's guidance. He is the one who is teaching you. See, only God can tell you who a God is and only God can give you that experience of who He is. So, nobody else can give you that experience. So, please understand how to recognize this real Guru. So, keep your search on. For those who are seeking, you know, this real Guru in your life, keep the quest, keep the search on. And sincerely pray to the grace of the God. He will find you when the time is right. 
सो डोंट गिव अप होप जस्ट एज ड्यूरिंग इन्फेंसी चेंज दीस ऑफ आयन इन टू ब्लॉक ऑफ गोल्ड now he is transforming men of clay into spiritual gems to the common people and laity he was preaching moral laws and religious disciplines see it's very very you know perfectly explained what does he teach to a common man to the common people and laity he was preaching moral laws why moral laws because we have to follow our dharma we have to live our values and the moral conduct is extremely important and religious disciplines religious discipline so that we follow the path of dharma the goodness the truth everything that is prescribed in our vedas and shastras and that which we stand for we cannot go on the path of adharma or unrighteousness so the gurus always teach this to a common man to the jignasu he was imparting vedic wisdom so to the jignasu who who uh, sorry who need to understand the vedas he was imparting vedic wisdom to the sadhakas sadhakas are the seekers he was giving yogic instruction and guidance and spiritual enlightenment sadhakas are one who are seeking seeking that spirituality to him he was giving yogic instruction and guidance and spiritual enlightenment and that depends how much you will evolve what is your capacity and what kind of path he needs to put you on only the guru knows he is the best judge you call you or anybody else cannot judge and that is exactly what the guru mother does he will give you that which is palatable to you even in the spiritual path okay there are different paths like my krishna guruji will only follow the path of bhakti he is not going to instruct anybody on any other thing he will only teach them bhakti marg which is love and devotion to the lord and the lord can be anything whoever your ishta is okay whether it is lord shri krishna shri ram anjaneya you take any form any name of the god he will establish that faith in that deity for you in sorry in that divinity for you so he is not going to you know tell you you should not worship an example my krishna guruji has students from different religion as well different uh, culture so example a christian student he doesn't my guruji doesn't say you have to follow uh, lord shri krishna he will establish his faith in jesus christ he is a please follow christ and see please remember every, all religion everything is leading to the one alone the divine lord almighty the path might be varied but at the end of the day you have to the destination is one alone you have to merge in the ocean which is supreme divine consciousness and consciousness can take any form it can manifest in any which way so why are we bothered but the path to all this that attaining the divine is love and devotion alone it's what you love your ishta that is why we say that innermost being of yours has an ishta you just have to be single pointed pointedly devoted to that divinity there is nothing more than that for you to achieve see when you attain bhakti everything will come automatically to you lord shri krishna has said you know for those who have attained bhakti unto me i will you know give them that knowledge that liberation whatever they need to get on that path they will i will confer that upon them lord shri krishna has very nicely explained so what are you seeking don't don't struggle don't bother just be have that love and devotion absolute love and devotion love is unconditional devotion is exclusive just have that and everything else is magic you will sail through that journey
So he was himself an example unto all. So what does the Guru do? He comes and sets himself as an example for all of us. Remember, it is very hard, you know, on the path of spiritual. You understand, you have to wake up at a 4 a.m. in the morning. You need to be disciplined. You have to do certain things. You know what? Your mind comes so strongly. It's, it's trying to uh, make you fail a hundred times. So what is it required? Extraordinary effort. And that is what Lord Sri Krishna also has said. Likewise, Sai Baba has explained very nicely in the Bhoti. He says you have to do deep sadhana. Deep sadhana means extraordinary effort, arduous effort. It's not just like, okay, I will get up. It's not about waking up one day or, you know, 10 days or even one month. It is about doing the same thing consistently till that job becomes, that task becomes effortless in your life. Like, you know, today, last few days, I've been having a challenge. I'm, I'm just like, I don't know what. You know, I, I'm like, I don't want to wake up to the world. It happens. You, we all go through this phase. So I felt terrible. I said, I'm letting my Guruji down. I'm not living up to, you know, his teachings. Why am I becoming like this? It happens to all of us. So my Guruji says, look, it's it's not about feeling bad or, you know, want, you know, you're feeling miserable. It is about you have to overcome. You understand you're making a mistake. You understand you're failing somewhere. You understand that your mind is coming strong. But how do you overcome that Extraordinary effort is required. That is where you will have to rise above. See, it's very easy to fall down. And what is that we learned in Devi Mahatmyam? The, the demons are within us. And they have immortality. They will, you know, their, um, their Gurudev, uh, you know, gives them that Sanjeevani Mantra and brings them back to life again. So what does it mean? That we have to fight very hard. We have to put extraordinary effort to rise about to becoming divine. Becoming godly is not an easy thing. Becoming demon is very easy. And you can go back into the gutters. So no, why are you failing? So okay, yes, you, you've not woken up. You've not been able to do certain things. You've not been able to keep up your time. You're, being, you're becoming indisciplined. But make that effort. Break that. Overcome that. It's possible. Like Lord Sri Krishna says, why fear when I'm, I'm sorry, Baba said this. Why fear when I'm here? Similarly, Lord Sri Krishna says, where there is Krishna and Arjuna, there is always victory, grandeur, glory. Everything is there. So why fear? Become fearless. When the Lord is with you, he's, you know, within you. What makes you think you can't achieve? So overcome this. Everybody has to go through. This is a part of the process. It's a part of the spiritual journey. So yes, there are some days you're going to feel mighty pleased. You're going to feel great. You're raring to go and conquer this world. And there are times when you're going to be absolutely feeling, why the hell am I living on this earth? So all these things happen. We go through different, different stages. But the process, the, the journey is very beautiful. Yes, it feels terrible. It's tough. It's not easy. But walk that path. That path is very beautiful. You will learn a lot of things on the way. And you will understand how everything is happening for the good alone. That is the truth. No, there is no bad. There is nothing bad happening. Please remember, we think there are certain things are favorable, certain things are unfavorable events in our life. But no matter what they are, everything is happening for your good alone. And in everything, there is a progress. Yesterday, I was trying to say something. I think I, I did not complete this. What I was explaining yesterday was in one of the... Um, when the, we were doing a story about the Guru, I was trying to describe how the great master works. How do you recognize him? See, in, in his world, he's actually have, he has so different, different ways of teaching you the lesson. And it's not just for you. There, are, there will be other people around you who needs to get that lesson. So the Guru's way is in, in that one event or one incident or, you know, in that 
whatever the leela, the, the, the leela that happens, in that there is well-being for everybody. Can you believe this? In the Guruji's world, there is nobody right and nobody is wrong. He understands the fact that we are all fallible human beings because right now we are going through the process and we are, he understands we are going to make mistakes, we are going to fall. So the way he will teach everybody is in that same incident, everybody is going to get their lesson. What does it mean? It means is the Guru cares about everybody's well-being. It's not just one person is progressing. Everybody is progressing simultaneously. This is the truth you need to understand. He might show, oh, see, that person is not getting anything. But what you don't seem to understand is that person will only get that much which is required for him to progress or for her to progress. So the way it'll, he'll make you think, oh, you're the only one who's getting it. No, it's not that actually. On the contrary, you need to understand the Guru, the great master is, is taking care of everybody's progress. He, he understands what is good for each one and that much he will bestow upon them. So like, even in whatever, the, like, you know, when we have this, uh, when we think that somebody is our enemy, somebody is our friend, somebody is our foe, we, we, we have all sorts of uh, feelings in ourselves against people. Now, what he will do is, he means he doesn't die. He doesn't have to lift the finger. Please understand when I say he, it is not necessarily that the Guruji does. The events happen around him. The universe makes those things work in such a way that everybody is going to get that lesson. That is how the great master works. And most of the time, not most of the time, all the time, he talks to your mind. Why? Because he wants you to overcome your mind. So he's feeding your mind to see how much your mind is going to react. Are you going to be able to control your mind or are you going to give in to the, uh, the petty nature of your mind? The mind has its own mind. Please understand. The mind has its own nature too. So when you know this, you, you should not, you should be able to control and not fall committing the same mistake. This is what he wants and he's going to test you how much of control are you going to exercise or you're going to what is your break point? How much are you going to have the patience? Or are you going to get angry? So all those things will keep testing you. Please remember, this is a part of the process and that is how the great masters work. So coming back. And what is it being said here? He was himself an example unto all. He sets himself as an example. Like I was telling, my Krishna Guruji will do everything. He'll teach us practically by living the lessons himself. He will, he will set himself as an example so that we all can follow. My Guruji, I don't know when he sleeps. I've hardly seen him sleeping, okay? He's reading for 8 hours. He's doing satsangs. He's doing every other thing. 24 bar 7, he's awake. I don't even know when my Guruji even gets a little bit of sleep. It's amazing how he works. You know what? You'll understand that when you're the great master, the one thing that they would have overcome is sleep. You would have conquered sleep. In fact, in Baba's Poti, in, in one of the lessons, Baba says to one of his disciples that when you, you can't sit for a little bit and, you know, press my feet, you're falling asleep. You know, you're, you're just falling asleep. So what makes you think you will be able to sleep in my, that, you know, Baba had this tiny bed, only which Baba would be able to sleep on that. So you think you're capable of it? No, you can't even overcome your sleep. So this is to tell you that the great, one of the things that the great gurus or the Lord Almighty has conquered is the sleep. And sleep is a great thing to conquer. You know why? Because that is tamasic. It puts you into inertia. 
in you know letharginess it says oh please you can sleep a little bit more little bit more you need more sleep this is what happens and we are in the kali yuga and we have to overcome this and who is this demon within us mahishasur who is lethargy inertia tamas do you remember this constantly keeps rising about he keeps waking up you know sometimes and then puts you when you least expect it you're failing and then you need to recognize who's the demon working within you and when you understand then you have to overcome you have to conquer you have to fight please remember the grace of the lord is within you all the astra shastra is within the devi within you the devi mahatmyam is you how you empower yourself rests within you alone so every scripture is teaching the same thing there is nothing outside of this and for those who are seeking to wanting to evolve the spiritual path you have to follow the basic you know uh, basic rules of life which is to be disciplined be your good self you know be compassionate kind these are the virtues we have to follow our values and moral conduct which is what we have been taught and what makes today what makes you today not to follow that so who has overtaken the kali purusha is pushing you towards that the mind has overtaken because he knows your mind is fallible it's very weak and it can easily slip away it will make you fall it will show you all the negative side of life downside of life see the upside see the god within you and rise above only you can do it yourself nobody else can walk this path for you even forget about being in spiritual even otherwise these are the basic discipline which a man needs to have in his life so if you don't have that then how are you going to empower yourself and how are you going to be successful in this world then it is very easy to blame the world that's exactly what my krishna guruji will say then we'll blame our circumstances then we will blame our destiny then we'll say finally we'll come to the point i hate my life i don't even want to live in this life this is exactly what everybody comes to so don't get to that point overcome this with the grace of the divine and follow the conduct of life the moral values the moral conduct of life is extremely important so his life itself in truth was his message his darshan itself uplifted uplifted man ethically and spiritually oh my god what does it do wow it's very profound his life itself in truth was his message in truth was his message his darshan itself darshan means his when you come in the presence when you meet the master his darshan itself uplifted man ethically and spiritually how beautiful actually yes when you meet the great divine beings just coming in their presence transforms us just their look their one touch you they don't even have to touch just being in their presence the ones when they you know they say when you cast a glance on the being on the divine on anybody when their glance falls on you that is a grace it purifies you they don't even have to touch so just the grace that one glance will create magic that is what he is saying his darshan itself uplifted man ethically and spiritually how profound is that see these are the qualities of this great guru the nature you need to recognize them this magic happening when you are around them you don't understand your your inner being is purified your you know whatever your bad thoughts evil thoughts they are all being thrown out that's what happens It was nearly thirty-six years since Narasimha Saraswati left his parental home, and his parents were anxious and pining to see him. As for the promise he made to them, he thought he should give them the joy of seeing him. He came to 
how profound it is you know the joy in you know bounds obviously they would cry meeting such a great being my son has to my son is this you know how profound it is you you it's indescribable it's just that feeling you know you will start crying it's so profound because that one thing in your being your entire being is merged in that you know that tishnagi that that thirst for him and it's like your your craving is increasing every moment the viraha the bhakti grows i want to see forget even if they might call him their son it doesn't matter but who are they craving for the divine lord almighty as per the promise he made to them he thought he should give them the joy of seeing him the joy of the parents knew no bounds when he arrived along with his disciple to meet his parents his mother was vividly his mother now vividly remembered her previous life's incidents how shri pad shri ballabh blessed her taught her about the shani pradosha puja the performance of which found its fruition in her becoming the mother of shri narsimha saraswati see they have already chosen the the tool through whom they will be born through whom they will manifest all that is chosen there is a leela everything is their play but we think oh we are you know why does this happen we want we want an answer for everything why only them why not somebody else it is all part of that you know leela of the divine play why is it where falls are never understood because you know she sincerely asked in the previous birth to shri parchi vallabh that i wish i have a son like you why not who can't wish to the lord that they want this lord to be born through them is it wrong of course not so that wish is right you are you are asking only for the divine so of course that when there is no selfish desire in that ask why wouldn't the lord fulfill that boon when the lord almighty fulfills all your petty desires you think this this desire of yours he will not fulfill of course he will fulfill when that there is there is no selfish motivation in that desire <clears throat> how shripad shivalla blessed her taught her about the shani pradosha puja the performance of which found its fruition in her becoming the mother of shri narsimha saraswati who was none else but the reincarnation of shripad shivalla padeva she realized how blessed she was absolutely the most important thing to feel is just you're blessed and not think that oh my son left and went me i am i don't know what to do you know those kind of thoughts is not going to lead you anywhere on the contrary when you feel blessed that yes the lord has manifested in my in my house yes he has born through me that itself is a great blessing what more can you ask for in this world shri narsimha saraswati told his mother that she might not have been happy about his having taken to sanyas ashrama because of her love for him absolutely every mother is this see even though yashoda uh, maya yashoda was shown by lord shri krishna when he was a child he showed many miracles but yet for yashoda maya lord shri krishna is her son 
she can't understand that he's a great lord almighty and he belongs to this entire universe or her that son remains her son but doesn't matter you know why that is the bhav that's one of the aspects of devotion ashta bhav we say in that that aspect of devotion is that my lord is my son he is my son but you can't own your son please remember when the lord is your son or your husband or your beloved you cannot own him that is the beauty of it and actually it's it's the most sweetest thing that can happen people don't understand or realize this you know why because when you have that possession or that object with you you're possessing you're keeping it with you but what is the use of keeping that object with you say oh yeah i own i have it you know i'm possessing it no but the sweetness is to crave for it you know it is yours yet you can't have it how how beautiful is that you know you you can never understand that that love that grows for that you know in for the divine being for that object whatever you want to call it. it's it's profound it's it's amazing see in the material world that love is very momentary it's 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 lived for a very short moment in time like we say you get mad, you love someone in your life your boyfriend girlfriend whatever you call her beloved you give roses you do so many things before getting married finally what happens the culmination is that you want to get married then that love the, the desire is fulfilled and then there is no love after that it's purely a material world crass relationship it becomes a transaction but in the divinity's case your craving you know your craving grows by the moment your craving grows i don't know how to describe this adequately in words it's you have to experience this love the viraha grows so intense that you don't know what happens to you it's so beautiful your there is no culmination of happen something to happen you're not physically going to get married or you're not going to do something in the crass manner like in the material worldly relationships that exist that is not what you're looking for you're, it's it's a very strange thing i don't know how to even explain that that unity that oneness with the divine it's that you know it's like you want to attain that highest and this it's like an intoxication inside that's all the word i can use to describe it gives you that high that blissful state you know that you in in that love in the state of that love you are you just merge with him in that oneness there is nothing that you want in this world no wealth you know no family no attachments nothing but that union with the divine that is called yoga yoga means not this you know f- f- the yoga which we do in the material world physical con- con- uh, uh, concoction sorry uh, contortions of your uh, body you know you're doing some as uh, yogic asanas all that no that's not yoga yoga means union with the divine that union in oneness that you are 24 bar 7 it's not momentary see initially till you don't develop to that stage till you don't evolve to that stage it's going to be momentary you will feel you know at it's it's not it's not constant you it will happen sometimes it depends okay so there is no there's no perfect timing when it happens why it happens there's something that you can't even predict it's not not something that you will understand either so but when when you evolve to that stage it is 24 bar 7 then you are lost in your blissful state then nothing else exists for you that is how these great masters are they are lost in their self they they just don't know what's happening so they are they become a desireless being then there are no desires what is there to achieve when you have attained the highest the highest is to attain prema unto the lotus feet of lord shri krishna 
when you attain that what more do you have you think what you eat what you wear does it even make sense it doesn't matter you're not even going to pay attention to this body you'll understand this body is only a vehicle a tool in in god realization beyond that this body has no value the importance the significance that you have paid uh, you know given to this body then you'll understand what oh, it's just it was very it was futile how much of importance i have given to this body imagine oh we have to look fair my skin has to look nice i cannot have pimples we will have to go do some things you know we do all these things but you know what when the devotion grows the beauty is what what you see on your face is the inner beauty it's the beautiful heart that you have which reflects on your face that is the real beauty it's not about painting your face have you seen today people everybody does painting to their face where is the beauty you are faking why do you need to paint the natural beauty is the purity of your heart the 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 oneness with the divine inside you will give you the glow on your face you don't need to wear any paint there is nothing that you have to do did mirabai she was a princess she was a great queen did she wear any fancy clothes no she was she became a saint she just walked barefoot being lost in singing the beautiful bhajans of lord shri krishna she was expressing her you know her her viraha to the lord how beautiful it is she was completely lost you know how how sweet is that you know you can't even understand you have to be in that state and then the most profound words will flow from your mouth you want to express him in the form of your poem you know in a in a poem or through a song through through various things that is how they write the abhangas or the beautiful uh, bhajans of the lord expressing how beautiful the lord is expressing their anguish to meet the lord expressing their pain you know expressing their viraha saying lord come and meet me they are craving to see him how beautiful is that and what are we going to express in the material world you know imagine the husband and a wife today you know they are all they are sitting next to each other but they are communicating through their phone that is the day and nobody wants to see each other you know please and especially sorry thanks to the pandemic everybody is frustrated right now they don't want to be in, in they don't want to work from home anymore because they felt disgusted wanting to live 24 bar 7 seeing the same face or trying to you know uh, think about their children their school online school everything is frustrating them they want this to end and they want to get back to office can you imagine there was a time when we said oh it's so traffic we have to go to work but today we have understood the value of what it means to going to work we don't want to sit at home it's claustrophobic so that's what happens but in the divine's case you know when your your viraha grows it's so 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 profound so likewise so mirabai did not bother she was just wearing a simple white color sari you know a simple sari she was walking barefoot she didn't care to wear fancy jewelry she was a queen she was a princess how beautiful was that even when she was offered the poison that poison turned itself into amrit lord shri krishna drank that poison that is her bhakti can anybody move mirabai today are there any mirabais in this world today no we are all we, we are so attached to our body first you need to overcome this attachment to your body thinking that this is my body i am great what is all this there is nobody great except the lord almighty put him as the most important person in your life the lord is the lord has to be given the highest priority he has to come first in your life not you that is what ramkrishna paramahamsa says it has to be thou tuhu tuhu not hamma hamma 
It's not I, me. It's about Tao. That is what is important. That Bhakti has to grow. It's all about devotion. There is nothing else to attain in this world. Please remember, everything else is so crass. Imagine, you're, you know, you, you have so beautiful sari, you have jewelry, you have everything. What use is it? Who, beyond a point, how much are you going to wear? How are you? know, you'll wear it and you'll be satisfied and then what? I want the next one. I want the next one. And what you do, you buy, 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 you hold and then what happens to it? One day you will have to die and go. Somebody is going to enjoy that. So did you, did you own, did you eat it? No. Everything is meant for somebody. You know, like my Lord, uh, my Krishna Guruji was explaining last week in, as part of Uddhav Gita. He said man runs behind his possessions. He wants to save every penny so that he could save that money in his life. For what? Why are you saving? You should live your moment. If you have some small desires, fulfill it right then and there. Why do you want to uh, live in that feeling of, oh, I, my desires were not fulfilled? Even Ramakrishna Paramahamsa Ji, when he had a desire to, you know, wear a, a shawl which had a zari border, you know. And then he said to Mathur Babu, please bring this shawl for me. You know what he did? He, he draped this, uh, he wore that shawl for like five minutes and then removed it and just threw it away. It was just a fulfillment of the desire. Because you should not die with any desire. Why? Because again, you have to be born again to fulfill that desire of yours. So today, who are you saving for and why are you saving? You think it's because of you that somebody is going to care about, value what you have saved? Nobody is going to value what you have. Because it is, that was valuable for you. People will only want your money. They want your wealth. So why are you saying, I, you know, in, in India, there's a very standard way how people talk. Oh, I saved every penny. You know, I didn't even eat the basic peanuts on the on the street. I didn't buy it, even though it was just a 10 paisa. 10 paisa is in, in Indian currency back then. You know, 10 paisa, some 1 cent or something like that. 10 cents. I didn't even eat the peanuts. I saved I save so that my children can do well. Who's asking you? You think your children are incapable? God has made provisions for everybody. So why are you thinking you are responsible for anybody's life? And you're trying to save, cut corners and live a miserable life. Feeling that, oh, I didn't get this. I didn't do this. No, live today, here and the now. You want to eat something? Go eat. Live your life to the fullest. There is no tomorrow. And if you don't, if you're going to, your desires are going to be unfulfilled. You have to be born again for the desire to be fulfilled. Why are you living a life like that? And please, and to others who want to hold so much, there is no use. I was recently watching a very interesting, um, you know, video, which is showing about the wealthy people, the Asian wealthy people, super rich people. Where do the super rich people spend money? And then I was, I was shocked to know what all things exist in this world. Yeah, it was my ignorance that I don't understand the world too much. But... I was amazed. One is they, ho they own a palatial bungalows, villas, whatever, fancy at a fancy location. And then they have all the fanciest of the clothes, jewelry, which is custom made. Like the brand, the bigger, biggest of the brands bring those jewelry, clothes, you know, entire fashion to your home at your doorstep. What is the power there? The money. The money speaks. And then what happens? You will wear once, oh, you're going for the party. It's all about lust and greed. That is all I saw. Where is God over there? And how much are you going to hoard and own? Only till a point in time. What happens after you die and go away? Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about you. Do you, do you think you're going to be remembered? Nobody will give a damn about you. 
please know that yeah you will be known in that circle of the super rich because the only two things that drives in that circle is lust and greed that's what i saw but today mirabai is remembered to eternity can anybody replace mirabai her her habangas her sorry her uh, mira bhajans will be sung by everyone the devotees of the lord you will she be remembered to life she was a great poet likewise tukaram tukaram maharaj he wrote beautiful abhangas his habangas are all, always remembered why do we talk an example of such great being swami vivekananda why are we talking about him ramkrishna paramahamsa ji but we don't remember these people i didn't even know their existence until i watched this video and then they were telling where the super rich spend there's a perfume bottle which cost about 13500 i was like oh my god you know why would you need something like that and that whole bottle was uh, studded with diamonds and gold and that bottle that whole bottle was custom made and i believe you can choose the kind of uh, 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 fragrance that you need and it's custom made depending and suiting to your uh, body odors i was like wow i think people have too much time in their hand so what happens to these kind of people they are going to be born again and again and again they're going to live in that the mire of this muck of this world they're going to live in the gutter of the no matter how much money you have there's no god over there please understand it is not wealth that is equivalent to god please remember baba has very beautifully explained wealth is to establish dharma alone not for satisfying your sensual gratification if you are going to go nowhere so become that mirabai become devoted you know redeem your life redeem the life of those people associated with you so he explained to her the unique merits no yeah she narsimha saraswati told his mother that she might not have been happy about his having taken to sanyasa ashrama because of love for him he explained to her the unique merits of sanyasa ashrama he said it is the spiritual acme of life it would beside literate liberate not only the one who has taken to sanyasa but all his ancestors for several generations see same thing he blessed the parents saying that they would spend their last days at the holy kashi and would certainly attain salvation and liberation from rebirth he further indicated that his own taking to sanyasa ashrama had a very special purpose the purpose of revivifying the glory of sanyas ashrama so why did we already understood why it was important for narsimha saraswati to go on this path there was an important purpose was reviving for reviving the sanyas ashrama dharma that people have to become sanyasis those who are meant to be so he was establishing this um, you know the um, how to take sanyas ashrama why sanyas ashrama was important because that was need, the need of the hour at that time so that is what narsimha saraswati came to establish the significance of which was getting missed by people because of the growing materialistic outlook and the way of life see because everybody was becoming materialistic that is why the god has to manifest to impart this knowledge and establish that dharma the purpose what should they do the faith so in today's day and age it is only bhakti marg today nobody is telling you to take a sanyasa ashrama sanyasa you can't you will become sanyasi and then what will do you you still be thinking about i want food i want food i want good clothing see today people don't have the capacity to become a sanyasi even though you can uh, you can don and occur clothes you're still not a sanyasi let me tell you this much narahari's mother amba bhavani had a daughter born to her after narahari left home her name was 
Ratnai, Ratnabai. After her marriage, she approached Narasimha Saraswati and prayed that she be saved. She said the problems of life were almost crushing her. Narasimha Saraswati told her that the duty of a woman was to serve her husband, considering him as God. These were those times, not today. Huh? Today, no woman thinks that her husband is important. <laughs> On the contrary, today's husbands are nothing but servant. Husband material they have become. Sorry, this is my this is the word I, I coined. They've all become the servant doormats, you know. You better serve your wife, not the other way around. <laughs> that alone is sufficient for a woman to attain salvation, he said. He also foretold that her husband that her husband would be taken to sannyasa but very very much late in life after both of them had become fairly old he further said that because of some of the sins committed by her in her previous life she was destined to suffer in this life from a dreadful disease skin disease but also but that also will be late in life he told her that she could however overcome it if she made a pilgrimage the holy Papavinasini Tirta near Gandharvapura, that is Gangapur. He assured her that she would have his darshan at the time of her death and she would attain salvation. See, this is how the great beings bestow the grace. In this, what is she, Narsimha Saraswati, saying? Please remember, he has, he has emphasized a very important point. He actually recounted what is the life of his sister going to be. What are the things that is going to happen? And most important, he touched upon saying that she will be suffering some of the sins because of her destiny, because of her previous karma. But he promises her salvation in this life. So that is what is important. And you know, he also gives her a remedy how to overcome the sins when the, the destiny comes into play. Which is she is going to suffer from a dreadful skin disease. And then he gives a remedy also. How to overcome that? The only way is to do your prayers. Pray. The only is take refuge unto the lotus feet of the Lord. There is no other way. There is no other salvation besides this. And then he also grants her that, saying that she will get liberated. As almost everyone in the town wanted Sri Narsimha Saraswati to visit their homes for bhiksha, it is said that he took many forms and blessed each house. By accepting Bhiksha, in the span of few days, he stayed in the town. Absolutely. See, remember, it is very important to, you know, uh, to have the grace of this Guru. When they accept Bhiksha from you, remember, they are doing a big favor. You know, what's the favor? They are taking away your karmas. They are redeeming you. They are giving you that blessing and grace so that you can evolve, whether it is on spiritual or whatever that you have to evolve, you will evolve. So please be very grateful when these great masters visit your home. Treat them like God Almighty. Don't treat them like ordinary human being. Give them the utmost respect because it's very rare to have the Guru coming to your home. And please remember, sometimes these Gurus, they might come and if there is something wrong there, they will not even touch the water. So don't get their prakop. Prakop means don't fall for that anger of theirs. Treat them very nicely with love and humble, being humble, with love and devotion. For a great master to come and visit you is no joke. That grace is so important. Don't go by your arrogance and ego. When you have this opportunity, use it. Seek their blessing. Invite them home. Offer them the prayers. It's the greatest, uh, you know, good, good, the, the, what to say, the only good that you can do in your life.
is this. Then he told her that, sorry. Sri Narasimha Saraswati, after visiting his parents, went on pilgrimage to Trayambak and Nasik. He narrated to his disciples there the Gautami Mahima. What severe penance Gautama Rishi did to bring Ganga, Godavari river to the earth. River Godavari is an aspect of the holy Ganga itself. And it was Gautama Rishi's penances that made Godavari to descend and come down for the purification of the land and its people. During his pilgrimages, Narsimha Saraswati came to a certain place called Manjarika on the banks of river Godavari. He met one very learned pundit there by the name Madhavaranya. Madhavaranya was overjoyed at meeting Sri Narsimha Saraswati and sang many songs in praise of him. He sought his blessings and grace. Guruna revealed to him Vishwarupa. Oh my God, that's like the blessing to get. And then advised him to always do the Manasa Puja to Lord Narsimha, the lion incarnation of Lord Sri Vishnu. He said that all his earthly needs would be fulfilled by the grace of Lord Narasimha and that he would attain Brahma Loka after his death. Ah, there's a catch here. Which Loka is he going to attain? Brahma Loka after his death. And then what happens? Then you have to again come back. <laughs> but the highest, you know, to attain the highest is to attain Golok Vrindavan. And please remember, there the passport, the visa can only be sanctioned by Lord Sri Krishna. And for the Getting that visa there, you have to wear yourself out. And that is only through love and devotion. Bhakti is the only thing that you can enter with. But for with, first you have to get qualified. You have to apply for the visa. And then the up, uh, getting the up visa approved or rejected rest lies only with the Lord Sri Krishna himself. Nobody can grant you that. There are no visa officers. Please remember. There are no, there are no visa officers sitting to approve or reject. It is not in their hands. It's in, directly in the hands of the Lord alone, the president of that place and he is Lord Sri Krishna himself. He is the only authority who can approve that visa for you. So seek his grace. Ask for attaining him, not Brahma Loka, any other heavens. It's no use. Not even Vaikuntha. <laughs> Sri Siddha Yogi continued narrating about the healing powers of Sri Narsimha Saraswati that could free human beings from all ailments. From Manjarika, Sri Narsimha Saraswati came to Vasar, Brahmeshwar, Brahmeshwara Kshetra, which is also on the banks of river Godavari. There he saw one Brahmin near the river. The Brahmin was suffering from severe stomachache for several years. He used to get unbearable pain and it was difficult for him to take food. He was fed up with his life and decided to end his life and for that purpose came to the river to drown himself by tying a heavy boulder around by tying a heavy boulder around his neck. The all-knowing and omniscient Narsimha Saraswati came near him and asked him what his trouble was. The Brahmin told him about his misery and said that he would not be able to bear and put up with it any longer. Sri Narsimha Saraswati com comforted him by saying that he had a panch, panch, uh, sorry, uh, he had a unique remedy for him. And he would be free from the ailment soon and he was not to worry himself about it any longer. Just at the juncture, the Gramadipati of the place, a Brahmin of Kaundanya Gotra and by the name 
sign dev and had come to the river for his bath seeing shri narsimha saraswati sign dev was overjoyed and he prostrated at gurunath's feet and started singing praises of him when sign dev requested him to come to his house for food gurunath told him to invite the ailing brahmin also for food sign dev said he was afraid that the brahmin might die if he fed him and he would then incur the brahma hatya dosha he had hardly taken food yesterday and he is almost in the death pangs now any food is almost like poison for the for that poor brahmin commented sign dev thus expressing his apprehensions for inviting the brahmin also for food gurunath told him that he need not have such apprehensions any longer please remember the the ways of the masters is incomprehensible indescribable inscrutable unfathomable why they do what they do how they cure them is is beyond our ken and understanding similarly i'm sure you already understood in baba's poti also when somebody has loose motions baba would give him peanuts to eat <laughs> that is that is his remedy so and when he had you know the uh, somebody had a problem with their eye he gave him one deadly i don't know the english word they said the it's called in marathi deepa so he said you know grind that uh, put the juice in the eyes if you actually do that you will lose your eyesight on the contrary baba was able to cure the eyesight so what is the most important thing it is the faith it is not the ingredient that matters because every words the guru's word is gospel truth because they are the truth themselves so why will not any medicine cure it's not how your mind and my mind works so we need not have any apprehensions when the master says something that you need to do this this will happen why does our mind throw doubts because that's that's what the mind's job is thinking that it knows too much but are you the great divine being the master of this universe please remember his word creates the object so his word makes this event happen even if it means he'll say if there is no water there he'll say there is water go bring you just have to go there you will find the water so that is the faith you need to have in the words of the divine so never ever question him don't use your yardstick his ways of working is very unique because he's the master of this universe please remember he can he can make the sun rise in west that is the power that the master holds gurunath graced the house of sayamdeo for the bhiksha along with his disciples and the ulcer patient the brahmin who had not been able to eat even a morsel of food normally was now able to eat at sayamdeo's house most sumptuously and with great gusto and relish his chronic ailment plaguing him for years on end sorry years on end had now disappeared totally sayamdeo and everyone wondered at this and realized that shri narsimha saraswati was none other than bhagwan dhanvantri himself who had come in human form see it's how you look at it the lord almighty is everything these great masters are the para brahma what is not possible by them see when we think uh, you know oh is this possible or not that is a doubt and the limitations we have because we believe we are this body it is the doubt in our mind but they are the almighty lord what what is not possible by them they can do anything so it's whatever you think you are you know you want to worship so everybody believed narsimha saraswati is lord dhanvantri bhagwan dhanvantri dhanvantri is the god of the medicine he is a medicine god god of ayurveda ayurveda came from that 
So that is how you can think about him. But please remember, it is as is your faith, so are your experiences. And never question the Guru. In this also, Sayam Deo had his own apprehensions. But what did Narsimha Saraswati say? No, don't, you, you don't bother about that. You, your duty is to only invite him. Why are you telling what is wrong with him? You think I don't know? Of course, he's all knowing. So we human beings act like this. We want to teach the gurus. Guruji, do you know this? Ah, we feel the Guruji has no experience in corporate world. How does he know what is going to happen? Because we always still put that limitation. We don't understand that he's the master of this universe. He's knowledgeable. He's all knowing. He knows what is how this world works. Do you know? Of course not. You don't even know what is happening today. Then how can you understand the nitty-gritties of the workings of the world? You can't. Only the master who is all knowing. The master of this universe alone will know that. So please understand and never question and doubt your guru. If your guru says, do this or eat this, just eat it. Without any question. And that itself is a remedy. That is the cure. And when you follow him to the team, everything will work magical in your life. And just have that Shraddha Sabudhu. Faith is the most important thing and have love and devotion. Guru Bhakti is the ultimate way to be having God realization. When you have that Guru Bhakti, God will be pleased and he, you will be able to realize. Moksha Mulam Gurur Krupam. Seek that grace and have that absolute Bhakti at the lotus feet of your Gurudev. With this, we end today's chapter. Thus ends the 13th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra describing the miracle of the stomach cure of the Brahmin by Sri Narsimha Saraswati. Glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Gurunath. Thank you for joining Sri Guru Charitra Parayan. Wishing you all a very happy Guruvar. Om Shri Mahaganapate Namaha, Om Shri Gurudev Datta, Om Shri Sachidananda Satguru, Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai, Om Namo Bhagavade Vasudevaya, Digambara Digambara, Shripad Vallava Digambara, Om Shri Krishna Guru Nathanathaya, Shri Gurudev Namaha, Om Devi Durgaya Namaha, Om Shri Krishna Arpanam Namaste, Krishna Vande Jagat Guru.